morning, Yvonne. Hope you're all right. Hi, my name is Anne McElhenney. And I'm Phelan McAleer. And welcome to the Anne Phelan Scoop Daily Virus, where we discuss what, Phelan? The latest news, views, advice and madness of the pandemic. Okay, it's Monday the 5th of October. Can you believe that? It's Monday the 5th of October. I cannot believe that myself. Week 29, that's seven and a quarter months, months of the two week, week flatten the curve lockdown. Yes, so that we were, just to remind you, we were told all the sacrifice was for two weeks to flatten the curve, to stop the hospitals overwhelmed. and a quarter months. months of unoverwhelmed un- un- hospitals. We are still But in. we're starting this po- podcast with obviously the huge news that happened that broke, which was that the President of the United States, President Donald J. Trump, has the coronavirus. Yes. The Wuhan flu. Yes. And Yeah, we don't Chinese. have a we don't have a um, we don't have a daily virus on a Friday. So it's almost possible it was almost was gonna happen that he was gonna be diagnosed and released before we had the next virus. But he's, the doctor yesterday was talking about releasing him today. It's it's 5 a.m. in the morning here uh, in L.A. So we don't, we're not sure, you know, by the time you're listening to this, he may be out of hospital. He may be out of hospital. Uh, but it certainly, but, but, uh, it certainly allows the, the left to show their true colors. Yes, yes, this, the virus is, yes, the president getting the virus. So, uh, yes, oh, sorry, this is the, um, we're on the teasers now, I forgot that. After seven and a quarter months of telling Aaron, this is the teaser. Don't be giving the show away. Um, now, okay, what else is on the show? Um, POTUS, uh, yes, yeah, so the, news, the New York Times newsletter has arrived, and it's a classic. And it's a classic. And then leave it to California to come up with some new metric to virtue signal its politics and slow down the reopening of the state because of science. And Ireland is set to go back into a complete lockdown with the experts recommending level five. But we we want to start though with with um, with the news obviously of the president and um, and one of the things I mean there's a lot of stories connected yes. with this and actually the whole of the New York Times newsletter is connected with this but we're going to start just by 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 just taking a moment and you know what this reminded me of Philip this reminded me a lot of our dear friend Andrew Breitbart's death um, which was devastating yes. devastating to us and to many others and obviously to his family and his children yeah. um, but allowed people on Twitter to say the most vile things and this of course was exactly the same response that we saw when the president was diagnosed so and it's interesting to see who was di- you know you know people are bad you know people will be terrible and people will be awful yeah. and say terrible things but it's kind of interesting when you see the type of people who've been writing awful things so a woman called Zara Rahim who I didn't know who she was but she was, um, she, um, in a loud deleted tweet, former Vogue communications director Zara Rahim, who also worked for Barack Obama, posted, it's against my moral identity to tweet this for the last four years, but I hope he dies, she said. Yeah. So that's um, who she worked. Um, for Vogue and for Barack Obama. Barack Obama. Then we have Professor Dinarski. Professor Donarski, according to his own Twitter, is um, at uni- the University of Michigan, and he is an economist and inequality well, he, and education. This is very important to him. First For former union organizer, New York, writes for the New York Times, Carnegie Fellow, and has also went to Harvard. And here's what he says. I've been an atheist for nearly 40 years, but perhaps there is a God. And a picture, and of, a picture of Donald Trump. And, and it's saying him testing positive. And him po- testing positive for things. Then we have Drew McEvitt, who sounds like he's from Ireland. God help us. He's an associate professor of 
of History at Louisiana Tech. He's a US foreign relations Relations expert. expert. And he wrote many books, including Consuming Japan and Gun Country. I'm sure the gun country was I'm sure it's very, very good for the the, the gun owners of of America. So here's what he said. I thought we'd all agreed we wanted to to see him die in prison. But this this is just a sample. This is just a sample. But, you know, that type of of thing was just absolutely everywhere. It's extraordinary, the venom. That was released by this news of the of the of the president having having COVID, but then we then we wake up this morning to read. So the, the, just like you know, we, we're we subscribe to the New York Times. We do, so, so that you don't have to. Yeah, and part of subscription is you get a newsletter from them, and you know some of the, one of the, you know the newsletter you you like their cookery newsletter. You uh, know, and you know what I was just thinking this morning. One of the things I like about the new I have liked had liked about the New York Times is that there are certain pockets of it that just are not political at all. They've got stuff, you know, particularly the recipes, by the way. Um, and then they have some literature, um, which quite, quite, sometimes, sometimes it's not political. But the food, the food was always safe until now. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, of course, the food has gone political now as well, because apparently you can't cook Mexican food or mix Mexican food with some themes from, from Thailand yeah. and not yeah. expect to be um, destroyed for having, you know, been culturally appropriated. Well, as, as Dennis Berger says, the left destroy everything. They ruin everything. So, but we get the newsletter this morning and, you know, good morning. Trump leaves the hospital, but only briefly. He's taking medicine uh, used in severe cases, and many Americans are wondering why pandemic rules don't apply to everyone. So this is this is just classic. Yeah. We just think this this tells you everything you ever. Millions of Americans have gone months without seeing some of their closest relatives or their colleagues. They've cancelled weddings and graduations. They've said goodbye to dying loved ones by phone. And we know that because we've talked about that a lot on this yes. particular virus. You know, I talked about my own auntie in England who um, had a funeral with, you know, five people at it. But when many of the nation's political leaders gathered at the White House nine days ago to celebrate the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, they decided the pandemic rules that applied to everybody else didn't apply to them. Interesting the New York Times have just discovered this. But you, yeah. you, to that, what would you say, Philip? What about the thousands of BLM marches, protests, sit-ins, uh, attacks, uh, what about the PLM people who attacked people on a terrace eating a, a meal and went up, right up to them in the face? Screaming at them in what the face. What about the BLM protesters screaming in the face of police officers? What about them gathering in thousands on the street? Night after night for months, for months. What about Eric Garcetti joining them without a mask? What about, what about also the, the public health workers who signed a letter saying that these gatherings were okay because racist, systemic racism was the biggest, bigger health problem. And then what about John Lewis's funeral where people, from, where the elite flew in from, from everywhere, uh-huh. from everywhere to attend an indoor ceremony and sat all together, all tight together. Um, but not a, not a dicky bird about that. Not and, a dicky bird about that. And, and of course, Nancy Pelosi got a blowout. Yes. And, you know, not a dicky bird about that. She broke the law. Yeah, yeah, she actually broke she, the law. Yeah, she, 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 you know. But yeah, no, no. But suddenly the New York Times have decided that, yeah. um, that, they, that they're going to call out any kind of hypocrisy. And of course, they used David French, uh, who's a never Trumper, who has condemned it. And they use that as an example of even conservatives condemning it. And it's like, stop pretending he's a conservative. He's not. So, oh, and then of course the shocking, shocking thing that they that they also have is that the that the president, who you know we've obviously seen has been very um, 
communicative actually about you know letting people see what he looks like and all of that yeah but of course because his supporters are so enthusiastic lots of them went to walter reed they were in their cars they were outside they were praying and the president could hear them and basically thought you know what i really need to do something and he tweeted out and it's so funny he tweeted out and he said i've got a surprise for the people outside walter reed and out he went and went in a, in a motorcade and, and waved at the people. But of course, oh no, this is the worst thing that ever happened, according to... Tell us putting, what happened now. Well, they're putting the Secret Service people... Up, but I understand that Secret Service people are behind a glass. Uh, you know, there's an actual barrier between them. I have another question and for you, And they're wearing masks. I have another question for you there, Philem. I thought masks would save you from getting the virus. Is that not right, Philem? Were we, are we, is that wrong then, then? Because now they're all no, up in, they're all up in arms now about the masks. Because so you had the Secret Service separated by plexiglass, but also they're wearing masks. These incredibly essential masks. And everyone's wearing a mask. And still, that's not enough for the New York Times. Tr- President Trump drove past supporters outside the hospital on Sunday. Whatever. President Trump's doctors acknowledged Sunday that his condition was more serious. Whatever. Trump, you know. Yeah. But, but they. Yeah. So it's, I mean, so they're very upset about that, and uh, you know, yeah. There the, we are. The, and then we had, you know. They had a doctor, an attending physician at the hospital, Dr. James Phillips. Uh, the irresponsibility is astounding. By the way, he, he should be fired because he doesn't know the full facts. He's a doctor at that hospital. He doesn't know where the Secret Service agents sat, what protection they had, and he doesn't know the full facts. He, that is, he shouldn't be saying that. It's, it, it, Trump is not his patient. The other thing that they have in this, in this another thing. This is all in the one New York all Times. All in the one New York Times. And we haven't got New York to, Times newsletter. And we haven't even got to our favourite bit of the New and York Times. And we haven't Times. got to the paper yet. This is just the little newsletter you get every morning. They say doctors, Dr. Trump's, uh, uh, Dr. Doctor. Trump, Trump's doctors are treating him with dexamethasone, Dex. Dexamethasone, well, yeah. which is a steroid, right? And we've heard an awful lot about this dexamethasone, which I should at this point be able to pronounce, but there you go, it's my first, and it's early in the morning. Dexamethasone. So we're making a huge amount about that, and they're saying they are treating him with it. No, let's just, you see, the New York Times, they may not be great at the old English film and the old mm-hmm. grammar thing. So there's a thing called the past tense. So he's not being treated with it, he was given it once, right? And I just think, just a little distinction though. In are, wor- are treating him. It should be have treated. No, did treat him. Yeah. No, did treat him with it because it was treated. He was treated with it once. Yes. So that that would be the correct uh, grammar to use there. Well, you could also say have treated, but in the past tense. I mean, our no. treating him is not correct. No, 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 totally not. And then Trump, I like my my favorite bit. You know, they don't understand. They, they, obviously, because you know they're primarily a print medium, they don't understand the difference between phoning into a show and appearing on oh, a show. Oh yeah, Trump. Did so not- then the big scandal. Trump did not disclose to the country the first positive virus result he received. So he was tested early, uh, on Thursday afternoon, got a positive, had a better test then to check. The Wall Street Journal reported the, that first positive test came Thursday during the day. It was the afternoon, by the way, during the day. I like that. He appeared on Fox News that night and said he was waiting his test result, which was in fact a follow-up test. Right? He appeared. So, ninety-nine percent of people who hear that would 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 think that that means his image appeared. He was in a studio ta- talking on Fox News that night. He did not. He phoned in to, from the White House to the Sean Hannity program. He phoned in. You know, he appeared. You know. These are people who are smart. These are people who know the English language. They also know the tenses, you know, are treating him and ha- did treat him. They know that they're very careful and they're being very carefully dishonest here. Yes. You know, and, uh, you know. Oh, but, oh, but, 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 but we love, right, and have these headings in the newsletter. But here's the heading, you know, idea of the day. I 
idea of the day. Sounds kind of very jolly and wonderful. Idea of the day, closed borders. Many Americans recoil at the idea of shutting the nation's borders. It goes against the image of the United States as a country of immigrants. It smacks of nativism and sometimes racism. But the evidence of the last several months suggests that there is at least one instance when shutting, a, shutting countries' borders can do a lot of good in the early stages of a deadly pandemic. Well, wasn't it great, though, that Trump then did th- exactly that, but everyone thought it was a disaster? Yeah. Do you remember that? He was called xenophobic for doing that. The 31st of January, do not forget that, on the 31st of January, he closed, the, he closed flights from China for anyone who China. wasn't, from, for any Chinese, China. but anybody who wasn't. The only people who came from China after that were Americans, were Americans. And it's really... We'll, get, we'll come on to that. We'll, we'll come, come on, on to that. that. So then they have this thing, Australia, New Zealand, Vietnam, Rwanda, Ghana, and multiple other countries in Asia and Africa held down their infection rates partly by shutting their borders. Many countries in Europe, North America, and South America, however, following the advice of the World Health Organization, kept their borders open. Oh, there's the and, World Health Organization. And, and appear to have suffered for it. <laughs> the World Health Organization. Yes. I thought they were the experts. No, if you, by the way, if you, put out, uh, if you put something on YouTube that attacks the World Health Organization, yeah. they, they'll take it off. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but there again, there's another mistake by the World Health Organization because, uh, because China, you know, because they're owned by China. Of course, China was the one big country that didn't close its borders. They closed their internal borders, but allowed people to leave Wuhan and go to Italy and places like that. But they that. closed their own borders, so you couldn't leave Wuhan. You couldn't leave the province of Wuhan, of that area of China. You couldn't go to other parts of China, but you could go to New York and you could go to Milan. Um, and, and, and they obviously told the World Health Organization, keep the borders open, and the World Health Health organization helped them out. Part of that line. Then I let. Then another. In the U.S., Trump claims he. This is back to the New York Times yes. newsletter. In the U.S., Trump claims he closed the borders to China and Europe, but did not. That's so like, that's a I lie. Thought, well, right? yeah, I so thought. Yeah. We thought. So yeah. So we kind of dug into that, and we even went all the, through all the links that were available in the New York Times because we're thinking, what do you mean he closed the borders to China and Europe, but did not? So he claims he closed. He claims he, he claims. Well, actually, here's news for you, New York Times. He did. The only people who could come back and who could get through the borders of Europe and China were Americans. Now, is the, Amer- is, is the New York Times saying, Phelan, just uh, because I'm not that smart, can you explain it to me? Is the New York Times saying that they would have suggested, they would prescribe that Americans be left stranded abroad? Is that, is that, is that kind of what we're meant to read out of this? That it would be okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe because they don't care about Americans. They only care about people who want to, want to come to America illegally. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So anyway, just horrible. But it's very funny, you know. But so for this is how the newsletter piece ends. For decades, as trade and travel drew 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 the world closer, public health policy enshrined by treaty encouraged global mass tourism. Oh, mass tourism by calling for open borders even during outbreaks. A team of Times reporters and we won't give their names, whatever, whoever and whoever, have, have written. written. But what is now clear, God, it takes them a while, doesn't it? Yeah. They're not that smart now, these ones, you know what I mean? They'll be kind of the slow ones in the class. Do you know the ones at the back of the room? Do you know what I mean? They'll be kind of well, well, actually, even need the, extra credit. The, the conclusion they come to, you know, it's nonsense. But what is now clear is that the policy was about politics and economics more than public health. What now? What now? Explain that to me now, Philip. It's just mo- complete nonsense. Complete madness. I mean, this is, so, you know, you, you may not have noticed it, but in the years leading up to the pandemic, there was a whole anti-mass tourism movement coming out of the left. They hated mass so tourism. So Victorian. It's so Victorian, by the way. Yeah. So the Victorians basically, you know... Hated were, the railways. They hated the railways because it allowed 
the, the masses to come and and go and sit on the beach like the on rest Sunday. Uh, the unwashed masses to go on Sunday and sit on the beach on the one day off in the week that they had and uh, and of course the Victorians didn't like it sure they had those lovely beaches to themselves for years yeah. you know so now you have the New York Times basically kind of the same because the New York Times elite the people who read the New York Times they've always travelled they've, they've always gone always to Angkor Wat they've, they've always gone to Burma and the Parthenon and they've gone to, to, to see the pyramids they've yes. always done that they always went on safari they always went now they would have like an excuse maybe you know what I mean that they'd be very because they'd be very smart you see yes. and they'd be reading a book and the yes. book had been very interesting and then they want to see where Hemingway went yeah. and all that sort of stuff right now yobs and fellows with big thick necks on them are going all over the place having pints yes. and going to stag parties That's on right. the Alps and stuff. And sure, it's an awful shock yes. for these elites who've had the place for themselves. So they hate mass tourism. You know, they just hate it. So now, now there's another reason to attack mass tourism, that it's a, it's a public health risk. No, oh, these are just these are just terrible people. Anyway, we really wish the president and the first lady the very best of speedy recoveries. And as Phelan says, by the time you guys are listening to this virus, he may well be at home having a burger back in the White House. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and we certainly hope he is. Yes. But let's let's go on to our next story. Um, so California has added COVID-19. Well, this is just classic. Yeah. So this is the headline from the Los Angeles Times. And, you know, you literally can't make this kind of stuff up. California adds COVID-19 equity requirement. It could trip up counties reopening LA Times reports. So, um, so you know the way they've been opening, reopening places based on numbers, you know, yeah. based on the raw data where they say, well, actually the hospitals aren't going to be overwhelmed. Mm. We don't have that many deaths or whatever. Of course, that's not what they're saying. We don't have enough. It's all about cases, cases now. It's yeah. all about cases now. But they'd be all about the, the cases and whatever. Yeah. So, the, you know, the case numbers have dropped. You can open the pubs or you can open the nail salons or you can open whatever, the restaurants, or you can eat indoors. In California, in advance of anything, uh, in advance of things opening, by the way, of everything opening, they've said they're going to add a new metric. Phelan, tell us about the metric. Under the new rules, the, 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 the positivity rates in most disadvantages, most disadvantaged neighbourhoods of these counties do not significantly exceed the county's overall rates. A disparity, you know, that has been widespread during the pandemic. So not it can't be the 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 rate has to be this in your county. And by the way, we're talking about LA counties here. We're talking counties of ten million people, mm -hmm. five million people. We're not talking about a little rural area. And you know, it has massive uh, areas where people live cheek by jowl. Mm -hmm. It also has areas uh, where people are overweight. People have bad health. And people, you know, there, there are areas full of drug addicts. There are also areas where, you know, so, but everyone is going to have to suffer for the bad choices that other people make because it's systemic racism or something. So, so they're spread, so the, the idea is to spread the misery. So just because um, there's certain areas of LA County, and as Philip says, massive, massive population here in LA County, if parts of LA County where people, uh, you know, have made some very bad health choices in their lives, um, have higher numbers, no one gets out of jail. Everyone stays in jail. Yes. Everyone stays in lockdown until, because the, the misery has to be um, equally distributed. Yes. So even though you're this, you're jogging on the beach every morning and you're taking your supplements and you're not, and you're all good and you're wearing a mask and you're doing all that kind and of stuff. And your county hits its metrics for reopening, which are ridiculous anyway. If there are pockets of your county where 
basically fat people live, or drug users live, or 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 people or people behave uh, in a way that spreads the disease, then everyone suffers for that. Even though your county hits its targets, and it's 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 virtue signaling. Yeah. And 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 it's it's a collective punishment actually very common. It's very it's very communist, yeah, yeah. And you know, and but but it's but it's big time it's virtue signalling. We're gonna move on to Ireland now. Um so very sorry for all our friends and relatives in Ireland. So Ireland is going to go back into another lockdown. So the MPHET, which I'm not even sure what that is an acronym for, but it's basically the health the health authority. Stasi. It's the it's the STASI, it's the, the it's the health experts in Ireland. They had a long the health, meeting. The health I love this the health waffen. They, they had this really long meeting, and I bet it was a really long meeting. Has recommend so they're now recommending to the government, and this decision will be made today, Monday. It's early here now, so we have not heard yet what's happened. Has recommended the highest level of restrictions for the entire country, for the entire country. Now, first of all, I want to tell you why they've decided to do that because I think it's really interesting, um, and I have it here. So. They, they had a very, very long meeting. So they think the whole thing is very worrying. It's That's all right. very government worrying Government sources now. said it's very worrying. The government sources said it's very worrying. These are the, the, the health experts film said it's very worrying. The Department of Health has today been notified of 364 more cases. Cases, remember, right? Of COVID-19 and no new deaths. But it's very worrying, Philip. It's very worrying, right? There now has been a total of 38,000 confirmed cases in Ireland and 1,810 deaths. Of the cases notified, 195 are men and whatever well, women. But, 74% but, of the cases are people under 45 years of age. And as we've heard from our dear friend, Justin Hart, the chances of somebody under 45 dying from COVID-19 are pretty much the same as dying in a car accident or dying by being struck by lightning. Um, so very rare, very, very hard, you know, it's very, un, uh, you know, not great getting it, by the way. But at the same time, most people who get it actually sail on through without any difficulties. However, no, not in Ireland. In Ireland, they're now going to close down the whole place over it. But the other thing that I thought was good that I'd actually highlighted film here was, you know, they talk about the numbers and how many people and cases and all this. These were the highest daily figures in more than five months. Ten further deaths were also notified last night. But eight of these occurred before September. Now, this is in the newspaper in Ireland on Saturday. This is October. Just to break this down a bit for you. There were 10 further deaths were notified last night. So 10 further deaths were notified to the health authorities in October. Eight of those occurred before September. What's before September, Phil? August. August and July, by the way, and June, actually. So. This is Ireland, by the way. Apparently, it's a modern country, yeah. but I'm not sure. You know, but clearly, I'm really not sure now. So, do you know there's these computers now, Phelan? Have you heard of them? There's these computers now, you know, and you can put information into them. And by the way, you can send you can send like letters electronically and get information to people really fast. Are you like. telling me that that information will appear instant, instantaneously? And do you know the other thing, Phelan? I just completely forgot about it. They've got this thing now called databases. They have these databases. Electronic databases, and I would imagine and people could input them from oh, remote, yeah. remote locations. From remote locations, and by the way, in Ireland, they have uh, health health authorities in every region. And would they have things like telephones as oh, well? Oh, they might have a telephone too. Oh, yeah, I've heard of those telephones. You could lift that telephone now, and you could say, "Oh, a fella died here. He died of the COVID," 
And then the there'd be another girl. fella at the end of that phone, maybe a girl, you know, they let girls work now in Ireland. Uh-huh. And she would input that and then they'd have that information. How would you have it with a pen or what? Not with a pen, no, you could use this computer, you see, and it'd be uh-huh. all electronic. And you see, because of this new thing with the computers and everything, it's all recorded and remembered and it's stored there. Stored? Stored forever. And would, and that, be like, would that be like a fax machine or is that a No, 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 they've, they've, got, they got away. they've done away with the fax machines, Phelan. Ah, the country, that's what the country went to hell with. They did oh, yeah. away with the fax machines. And girls, and girls now wearing trousers, you see? That's what happens. Right. So, yes, in Ireland. But you know what? Perish a thought, spare a thought, please, for the people of Ireland. Yeah. I want to read what level five means. And it really, you know what? And I'm, uh, we're all kind of joking this morning. When I read this out to myself the other day, I nearly cried because I'm thinking of my relatives and friends in Ireland. Here's what level five means. Visitors. This is a visitor to your house. None. Gatherings. No. No social or family gatherings. Weddings. Six people can attend. That's not a wedding, by the way. Uh, Indoor. A thing called indoor. Whatever. A category called indoor. No indoor gatherings. Sports fixtures. No no matches or events. Bars, cafes and restaurants. Another category. Open for takeaway or delivery. In other words, closed. I'll I'll make that simple for you. Closed. And then what's this one? What they call wet pubs in Ireland. They made this new distinction in Ireland. A wet pub is a place that doesn't serve food. Open for takeaway or delivery service. So closed. So the pubs and restaurants are closed. The hotels are closed. There's no sporting fixtures. There's no indoor activities. You're not allowed to socialize. You're not allowed, go, you're, not, you're not allowed to have your wedding that you planned three years ago. Um, you're not allowed to have a gathering. You're not allowed to have anyone come to visit you in your house. No one can come and visit you yep. in your house. Yep. Um, and this is based on the fact that there are no new deaths in Ireland. No new deaths have been recorded. But people have... There are cases... And the cases are overwhelmingly with young people. You know, and as you said, you said it yesterday, Phelan, and I thought it's a a line we should use here today. Um, They're trying to kill a virus, right? Is that that how you put it? They're they're trying to defeat a virus. Sorry, they're trying to stop people getting getting a virus. You can't stop people getting a virus. Sorry, news flash. You can't, it's communicable. You can't, and you can't, and the, the difference between us, by the way, and some people quote these, you know, Asian countries that did so well, like China, whatever, Taiwan, whatever, you know, how well they did Vietnam. They're communist countries. And in those countries, it's apparently okay to weld people into their homes as they did in China. They put, they got welding machines. They imprisoned people. You know, well, we wouldn't put up with that, would we, Phil? But also, you know, the, the, as a communist mach- country, there might be some problems with their data collection. And there might be a problem with their data collection. They'd have the computers, but they mightn't be using them properly. Yes. Or they mightn't be putting the whole data in and That's all of right. that. I mean, just terrible. But, um... Well, hopefully by the time you're listening to that, the president might be out of hospital. That's certainly our, that's certainly our hope. Because and, uh, it'll be an inspiration to lots of people. And I have to say, you know... You know, and people have been very critical of the president for the way that he has, you know, talked about the virus and the way now that he is actually behaving now that he has it. But, you know, I think it's giving inspiration for an awful lot of people and people who have the COVID. Um, you know, it's very inspirational. Here's a man in his 70s. By the way, he's no Slim Jim. Yes, talking he, of fat people. Talking about I, fat people. Let's be really honest here. Yes. This is a man with weight. Um, oh, weight. I just want to add, you know, I, I'm speaking as a fatty myself. Um, uh, who and has, I joined that club during the pandemic. Uh, who has weight issues. It's and, all elastic you know, clothing here. And the president, you know, I hope he wouldn't mind me saying. I know he listens to this podcast he every, does, every all morning. All the time. And Melania particularly likes the fashion section. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
professional. Oh, behave yourself. And, uh, you know, he may have weight issues and, uh, you know, but if he beats this virus, it'll be an inspiration. It'll be an inspiration for people people. and for people who are older as well, who have been terrified and scared. Um, so, you know, let's, let's, let's hope that that's the news that we get today or later today or tomorrow. But we'll be here tomorrow morning and we're looking forward to talking to you then. So that's it from, my, from us for now. Bye. Bye. I'm going to try and phone you for one right now. Oh, there she's written.